Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout Podcast Fair. Two bit of film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Errington. How the devil are you? How the devil are you? Just the two of us. Just the two of us. No, Mr. Sheets tonight. Andy Conduit Turner <laughs> is, he moved house uh, and he accidentally yeah. moved into a house that doesn't have broadband. Uh, uh, it's, also, it's an easy mistake about, to make. Something about a gas pocket. I think he, the oh. engineer popped a pocket. <laughs> I don't really the understand what. The engineer ate something a bit dodgy and he had a gas <laughs> pocket and it just ruined it for everyone. Couldn't even be in the house. Yeah. <laughs> they had yeah. To so, <laughs> so I think he wanted a beer, but you know, give him, he's, he's done a big move. So give him the week <laughs> off. He's got lots of things on, yeah. you know. Uh, but I mean, we're still here, so it's not all too bad. What have you been up to this week? Anything you'd need to share? We are still here. We are still here. Have I, what have I been up to? There's been some, this is might not be interesting, there's some cracking thunderstorms here in Bristol to Same. the point where the thunder has been unbelievable. Like for a second, I'm like, there's a kaiju or just the planet is cracking in half. Uh, and I quite like that sense of feeling like I'm on the precipice of death just for a, just for a, for a brief second. And then realizing, oh, it's just a just a just, bit of thunder. Just the wheelie bins. I always wonder yeah. if, if it's just a loud bin. What is that? Is that thunder? What is that? Is that thunder or is it a load of ash bins rolling down the road? Ash bin. No. Is that a, is that ash a thing? Bin. That is yeah. from coal fires. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I haven't even thought about like even I haven't even thought about coal no, for me a long neither. time. I we don't used know to have why a giant that. It used to be my job in the house to bring the coal into the fire and fill up the fireplace. Do you used to do that? How old are you? <laughs> well, my dad. Um, I remember doing it. Sorry. I remember doing it when I was really, really young for like my nan who had like a coal fire and I think she kept yeah. some coal outside. What do yeah. you keep it in outside? Like in a. It's like a big concrete tub yeah, thing. That's it. And, it, and there's like a hole down the side. 
and then you open it and it falls down and you scoop it into this like big jug and then you tip it yeah. into the coal fire. I think because my dad was in the, like, the mining industry, we got like free mm. coal or something like that or like some sort oh. of discount. Yeah. I mean, he brought <laughs> so, it home with, so it home with him like, you know, like Andy... <laughs> In his pocket, um, sure, shame redemption with dust. Yeah. He'd like go into the garden and just shimmy his trousers around until some little black things fell out. <laughs> Get that checked out. Uh, this was in Victorian Britain, though, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, it's just a, just a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was like right at the that, yeah, that's a really, really early memory that I've had to reach into my head and pull out the coal, coal memory. What sort of age are we, are we talking for you? 14. The, the latest, oh. I think. I see, I see. Yeah. <clears throat> and now we've all gone bloody, gone digital with the heat, haven't we? Gone <laughs> yeah, digital. We, all no digital. more analog heat. No gas. No electronic or digital. The gas. Is the gas going to run out eventually? I always think that. You know when you start really, really thinking no, about Andy's the way the world works? More. He's found a gas pocket. In, <laughs> in a pocket. <laughs> There's a load of bloody gas down here. Get the. We can have as much going as we want. We can have the Hello fire government. on every, every hob. <laughs> Hello, government. Did you see that thing recently where, like, this is not gas, this is oil, I believe, but where the sea was on fire? Yeah. Yeah. That was like something from a post-apocalyptic, um, terrifying. I mean, I don't know exactly what happened. I think, okay, there's an underwater gas leak yeah. <clears throat> off the Gulf of Mexico. But it looked like the Eye of Sauron in the middle of the sea. Yeah, it's really cool. I like when you get stuff like that. There's, there's like loads. I don't know if it's real, but like there's like the undiscovered mysteries of the world where it's like one place it's just like shooting fiery rocks in the air. No one knows why. <laughs> you see ever that? I've seen that. <laughs> fiery rocks? No. <clears throat> I don't think I did. I believe anything there. The natural world is uh, incredibly. Yeah. Like when I first saw that, I thought that's just CGI. That's, there's absolutely no way because it does look CGI. It looks like one of those, it looks like a kaiju. The second time I've mentioned a kaiju, it looks like a kaiju <laughs> is ready to erupt out of the sea. I and feel I feel like, like if, a, Go on. if a kaiju did erupt out of the sea and it was real and it was really happening, I'd just be like, ah, yeah, all right. I'd CGI Bye. that. You know, when you <laughs> see the, the Boston dynamic robot things and the dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Boston Dynamics. That they're called. I, like, to me, that looks like CGI. Like it, it just looks so un, yeah. unreal. Uncanny. But it's real. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I think we've been so so accustomed to watching like modern movies and you mean like the robot dogs and stuff. Like yeah, those. but like the ones that there's like do you see the one that was, when they were dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. And they were doing board. like the best dancing. Better yeah. than Michael Jackson. <laughs> the best dancing. It was the best dancing. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Oh, yeah. Our, our brains have just been so accustomed to CGI everything. Bad CGI, good CGI. Yeah. That sometimes it's difficult to... If you show real and what's not. If you went, Luke, once you finish bringing that coal in, come and have a look at this robot that's doing a boogie. Who blows it on mine? <laughs> you just feel like there's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, you mean? Ask the Luke, the fourteen-year-old Luke, to come yeah. see the robot. Come <laughs> and pet this robot dog. You've crossed two different, maybe three different generations there. Do the shimmy with this robot dog. <laughs> and then the robot pops open a little hatch on its back, and you've got to shovel the coal in to the back. <laughs> you got to shovel in the the binary code as it burns ones and zeros. 
Oh, yeah. I like it. Um, I like, so I like the thought of that. Th- this is a horror podcast. I don't know how long we've been talking nonsense for. Um, have we got any horror news? It's all good have stuff, we got any... <laughs> on. I saw some little bits and bobs. Nothing this isn't me Googling it. Super major. <laughs> but, uh, don't Google it. But there's a, I think you mentioned a couple of times a new Predator film is on its way. Predator 5? officially is that what we're saying if we're not including alien versus predator movies i think it's predator five so it's it's a prequel it's currently titled skull um it's being directed by dan trachenberg i think did i say that right yeah trachenberg Um, yeah remind me of what what he's done you can have a little search of that so he says it goes back to what they made the original predator movie work they all say that it's the in in (laughs) ingenuity of a human being who won't give up who's able to observe and interpret basically being stronger more powerful well-armed force so it says more akin to the revenant than it does any film in predator canon and then here's the go on no what are you gonna say well well he did do you ever see that portal fan film it's quite a big fan film uh, Portal No Escape. It's online. He made that in 2009. It's like a little viral. He did the 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane, yeah. And the playtest episode of Black Mirror. He did the ble- the blessed oh, and the best the blessed. episode of the <laughs> Black Mirror. Jesus he's Christ, done, I can't look, talk. Looks like he's done, he always done some of the boys' TV show as well. Um, okay, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he says what everyone says when they're making a Predator movie. I think we heard this about The Predator. He said he thinks it's a worthy compliment to the first one. It's going to be as good. It's like they all say that, don't they? They all say that. The Predator is going to be just as good. Well, prove it. All right, mate. So it does, it kind of sounds like what? That we're going to be, the protagonist is going to be a Predator and it's going to be a prequel. So we're going to see the whole process of the Predator coming to Earth and learning about the human race. I mean, what? Yeah. Who knows? It says it's more akin to the revenant. So does that mean he's gonna fight a bear, get in a bear's carcass, <laughs> wear it, oh, and okay, then fight to, and then fight cool. fight Tom Hardy. Yeah. T- fight Tom Hardy at the end. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean <clears throat> I'm always keen for new predator films. <clears throat> it's not the it's not the kind of franchise that I feel like I care about enough to think, oh don't make another one. The first one was great. Oh god, that I last like, one, mate. Yeah. Not so much the last one, uh, but the like the post-credit bit when he, it was like an Iron Man t- uh, Predator suit. Yeah, I but honestly I... think I've just forgotten it. Oh, I don't know if I can tell you one thing about it. There's loads of people in it, if I remember right. Loads of actors. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are some of those in there. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the Predator in a town. I honestly, can't, honestly can't remember it. There's like good and bad. Was that good? I don't remember. But um, I have a really big soft spot for Predator 2 because that's sort of the one we had on VHS. So it's yeah. the one I'd watch over and over. We watched ourselves, you know, after I brought the coal in, we, we'd wind up the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> that's just enough coal for, for at least Predator 2. Yeah. Because it's the perfect running time. Wind it up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I got a, I've got a soft spot for that one as well. I mean, the first one was the one I always I always watched. Like we're watching Predator. Oh, Predator! Have you seen Predator? I remember that VHS on on the on the shelf at home very well. I don't think we had Predator two, but I remember I definitely think we rented it. 
but yeah it's something about that film it's really like it's, it happens in a heat wave as well doesn't it yeah because whenever i think of predator 2 i think oh bloody boiling in here yeah Just, yeah, yeah. Um, and gary yeah, Busey. I so I watched it on a Megabus once on my laptop and a woman next to me just watched the whole thing with me. I had my headphones on so she wouldn't have heard a, <laughs> wouldn't have heard a word of it, but she just <laughs> just looked at it the whole, <laughs> whole way. And initially I was annoyed, but after a while I was like, yeah, get yourself some free entertainment. That's interesting. Is she, was she sat next it. to you or behind you? Or was like she like from me. invisibly cloaked? <laughs> and you just had to sort of... Yeah. Flash me of water to know where she was. <laughs> I covered myself in mud and then I turned around and do it! Watch my film on the laptop. It's supposed to be, be Arnie. I'm really sorry. Um, what else? What else we got? Oh, yeah. I randomly saw this pop up just before we were about to start podcasting. So Nicholas Holt has apparently been cast as the lead in a Dracula spin off movie called Renfield which is based on an original pitch from Robert Kirkman, Walking Dead creator. Um, so Chris McKay, who directed The Tomorrow War, is set to direct it. Um, and it just says, in the original Dracula novel, R.M. Renfield was an inmate at a lunatic asylum who thought he was suffering from delusions, but he's actually a servant of Dracula. He had to bring the coal in as well. <clears throat> so there's no plot details known at this stage. But yeah, is this... In a way, I mean, they've, they Universal aren't doing the connected universe anymore. Are they? That is dead. Yeah, dead I think it's completely dead. Yeah. So, could be interesting. Still not sure how I feel about Nicholas Holt, even after all these years, even after Mad Max, about, even about after. Boy. I mean, especially because of that little dweeb. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, as a leading man. I'm just not convinced. I don't know why. I, the last film I saw him in was the uh, ooh, that one with Angelina Jolie in the in the Firewatch Tower. Those who oh, wish okay. me dead, yeah, and he was playing that. like he was playing like a like a assassin. Just not convinced. Just not convinced. Maybe it's because I saw him in Skins. You know, Tony Stoneham. Skins is weird. Yeah. You know what? There's a really speaking of horror and Skins. Did you watch? It's like the second group of Skins characters. I had no. uh, Cook and Freddy and and Effie was a main character. There's an episode <laughs> I'm that familiar, near but the end. I never watched it. That I found extremely disturbing. I think it was the last episode of of that of the that group. Um, I don't. I think one one of the characters sort of gets like beaten to death with a baseball bat, like locked in a room. But like the sounds, I remember watching it a few times, thinking that's absolutely horrifying um, i'll tell you what is the true horror of skins is that it was filmed in bristol so oh, yeah. if you're from bristol if you if you're from bristol every scene there's like obviously some sort of bristol landmark what was mostly bothered about that was when they'd be on like i don't know college green and then they'd go let's just walk around the corner and they'd be in somewhere completely different there was nowhere yeah. near college green and you'd be like ah it's the magic of editing they could just cut out yeah. walking I mean, away for the bus. Yeah. But, also, but, no, but, I mean, skateboarded around <laughs> and never once did you hear that and then it went sort of flying because they rolled over a pebble. That always yeah. happened when you're skating <laughs> back in the day. I think people have got better skateboards now because that never happens. But when I was a kid, yeah, you skateboard around. If you hit once the tiniest pebble goes in the wrong bit and you That's go you go Your knees miles. are gone. Your knees are Skateboarders. gone. Skateboarders. <laughs> 
<laughs> skateboarding is in the Olympics now, so you know, it's a different time. No more pebbles. They clear the pebbles out of the way. I like yeah, to put one there just to keep them on their toes. Russia's got some in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. There was a the thing. Is, <laughs> I like don't know the, why Russians uh, <laughs> Why Russians? Because they're always the bad guys. If Air Force One is anything to go by, that was a random yeah. fault. Uh, and the last thing I saw for this week was that there's going to be a documentary all about shark attack movies and it's called shark exploitation this sounds like something mm. i'm definitely going to enjoy because i do love a shark attack movie well, maybe not even a shark attack movie just a shark movie uh but they usually attack don't they uh <laughs> yeah so this is coming out very rarely uh, soon. friends oh, they're not really uh, friends very often that pixar film finding nemo yeah, they're friend. trying to kill Nemo. The sharks are trying to... They want to be friends, but then as soon as they taste the blood, their eyes go black and they want to eat Nemo. It's not really... It's in my nature. Yeah. Not really a decent-sized meal for a shark, a little clownfish. I don't think a shark would be apparently... bothered about yeah. a little fish like that. This documentary is the ultimate love letter to the shark movie genre. Uh, filmmakers who work hard to make these mov- make these films, not movie films, and to, uh, to the misunderstood species themselves, because we always hear, hear those facts, don't we? We always hear like sharks are always considered as like the ultimate um, bad guy in any movie based in the sea. Yeah. Uh, maybe not water world. Any sharks in water world? Who knows? But like they say, like, oh, people get killed by cows more than sharks. That's a, a fact. I Do think. they? <laughs> I think so. I think like cow deaths versus shark deaths i think you i can't remember where i heard it but you're much much more likely to get eaten by a shark if you're wet very rarely you dry and oh, you if you're wet yeah 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 that's a good point actually i never really thought about that they dry um so i think so here so five creatures that are perhaps surprisingly more likely to lead to to your demise than a shark horses i bet it's a horse Hippos, oh, yeah. cows, cows that's so dog, dogs. Wait a minute, snails. <laughs> Certain freshwater snails carry parasitic worms that carry a deadly disease called schistomiasis. Apparently, Is that for people eating them, more than two hundred thousand people a year die from that. Well, ants as well. Ah, oh, I'm not going out of the house ever again. <laughs> We'll get inside. Yeah, that's that there. Uh, yeah. Seen anything of note? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I finished Masters of the Universe, the He-Man TV show. Uh, Me too. Me too. Uh, I thought it was okay. Um, I quite, I do quite like that there's some genuine stakes to the story. It feels like stuff's actually happened. It has some weight to it. Um, mm-hmm. I still do kind of feel like it's, it feels... Like his name, the kids, which it is. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. <clears throat> I do like the yeah. animation style. Uh, I love the animation style, and I'm really interested to see what they're going to do because it ends on a cliffhanger of sorts. Interesting to see what they do with part two. And I did like Tony Todd as Scareglow, and that yeah, that whole whole episode was pretty cool. I thought, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I enjoy it. I think. I know we talked about possible problems with it last episode and I completely understand those, but I think at least we know 
you know, it was something something for all the characters to aim towards by the end of the series, and now something else going on. So <clears throat> I love yeah. how it ended. I thought, especially the final shot, was like what? Yeah, there was yeah. a documentary on Netflix as well called Power of Grayskull, which is about the cartoons, the toys, loads of stuff like that. So I'm gonna watch that as well. There's a actually there's a post show episode which is like Kevin Smith talking to all the yeah, voice actors yeah. as well. Did you see that? Uh, no, I saw it advertised. I did not watch it. Yeah, I watched that. It was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, if you if you enjoy it, I'm kind of on a bit of a He-Man kick after watching that. So I'm going to watch that and I'll probably watch the live action Master of the Universe as well. Uh, I saw that sort of, that popped up on YouTube or maybe I searched for it. It's more likely that I searched for it. Um, and I did yeah. have a quick skim watch just to kind of re- rejog my sort of childhood nostalgia uh, organ. And it it looks, it doesn't look good, but it still looks exactly as I remember it. So I'm still going to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it properly at some point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look good, but it looks like it's but the sa- what it is, a it's thing. The, the sound, there's like that weird synth thing that opens dimensions. And when, when, the, when yeah. they play it, I hit, heard it and was like, wow. That's the sound yeah. of my childhood. That is the sound. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Absolute banger. I need to. I need yeah. to go and rewatch that. And uh, I've got a few other like sort of eighties fantasy films that I wanna. It was eighties, wasn't it? Master of the Universe, early nineties. Uh, I think late late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Around there. Not... Yeah. Have you ever heard of a movie called Heavy Metal, like a animated film? Yeah, it's based on the comic book, isn't it? Uh, Dan yeah. O'Bannon, I think wrote yeah. or directed it i think yeah so i yeah I'm, I'm gonna rewatch that as well because i've definitely seen it don't know how or why it's not really like a kid's thing is it i don't think so hmm. i've not I've, i don't think i've seen it to be honest <clears throat> but i mean so, to be fair this week i'll be honest i've just been thinking about suicide squad <laughs> and just yeah. how much i enjoyed watching it talking that the official suicide squad twitter account has just retweeted my review Whoa, whoa, man! They've even responded. They've even responded. That basically means I'm going to be in the next one. My, I'll attach my audition tape to the end of the tweet, and I don't care what kind of niche DC supervillain character I need to be because this one's full of niche ones. Yeah. So let's uh, just get me in it as the as bold. <laughs> it's very bold, isn't it? What's his superpower? Well, he's bold. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Well, I can see you've properly gone on with this review. It's like a proper long. There's several tweets worth. It was a long one. It was one where I started writing. And I was thinking, yeah, I got a lot. I got a fair amount of faults about it because this was a film where. So I got super hyped for the 2016 Suicide Squad. So I got hyped. really quite excited about it as well, in a weird way. Yeah, and I feel like because of that. I my like I learned not to get as hyped about this one. So I was like, it looks great. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm interested to see what they're doing, especially with James Gunn at the helm. Um, but I didn't get myself too excited, which I think kind of helped in terms of how much I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as I saw James Gunn was doing it, for me, it felt like I, I felt like I was in safe hands with it. Um, I I. It's weird because I kind of expected to really like it. It's a bit weird, even so. I was, when I was watching it, and I came out thinking that was 
like fantastic. I was worried that like my James Gunn fanboyism was taking over a bit. But then the reviews come out, it's been scored really well on Rotten Tomatoes, critics and user scores. Um, and it's just, like, I don't think every joke lands, and I don't think it's, I just have a bit of a muggy middle, but like it comes together so much, so well. Like It all seems to, and goes like way further than I thought it was going to go. <clears throat> By the end of it, I was like, that was one of the, the most, um, what's the word? fulfilling cinema experiences i've had in so long like, i just went thinking that was that felt like a, a real proper cinema going experience that i haven't had maybe because it's been covid and i've been for a while but felt like in terms of like super teams or comic book teams that we've seen on screen it's really yeah. hard to get that balance right but also not just a balance but also like the pacing i feel like even some of the better ones struggle with pacing and that yeah it felt like every character had a place every character had a heart to them even if you know there wasn't what i liked about it, in the original in oh, i say the original 2016 version they were like so keen to hammer home that these are the bad guys these are the super villains and that yeah that was pretty much it whereas this they're like sort of anti-heroes like a ragtag group of people who are like obviously yeah 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 villains but you know there's a lot more to them um with james gunn being at the helm i was a bit worried really because considering Guardians of the Galaxy it felt like this was a bit too close to close to that and mm-hmm. I didn't want it to feel like just a rehash or just you, the same sort of dynamic from Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> applied to Suicide Squad I was really worried about that and it, I did, it just kept popping into my head I was like oh please don't please yeah. don't just be Guardians of the Galaxy especially with, with a character like King Shark in it who feels like he fits the mold of group pretty yeah. well yeah. and you know from the trailers even though i wasn't really getting guardians of the galaxy vibes i was still thinking oh what if this happens and what are the music choices going to be like and oh, michael rooker's in it and sean gunn is in it too and even yeah. taika watiti to a, to, 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 a, to a point i was like please don't just be and yeah. it wasn't i felt like it had its own personality and style and it felt like it stands out on its own not just in the dc extended universe but like in in superhero movies as a broader genre as well yeah so like it It had its own riotous like a punk rock kind of take on superhero films like i don't don't know if you've seen super as well i feel that's got a similar Mm. kind of oh yeah of course you're not really sure what's going to happen and honestly and it's like the magic realism elements as well um where for example where one of the characters is, is reminiscing and they're looking at a window like they see like a flickering projector kind of it looks like an old eastern european film reel or something on, on the window or oh, when harley quinn's killing people and the flowers pop out of them instead of blood oh yeah of course it's just I was confused for a second. i love those kind of little embellishments that feel very comic booky and and they, they really work in in this particular film i i just really loved it i, I really want to watch it again <coughs> Yeah, and great to make you care and want more of characters that you don't really know much about. Well, for me personally, didn't really know much about Ratcatcher, N- new Polka Dot Man from various comics and cartoons, but didn't really. But to make me <laughs> care about him, and always almost feel like he was my favorite character. Yeah, in a way, um, he got the biggest laugh great. for me. As there was the yeah, there, yeah, there was a few. Gag that was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And John Cena, you know, like. 
it's always yeah. difficult, isn't it, with pro wrestlers turned actors? But I think John Cena might be pretty, might be amazing as well, which is and great, also, great news. Uh, the actual plot twists and characters changing sides or dying or not dying, oh, very, very surprising. <laughs> I, I was, yeah. I was nice. I had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and obviously no spoilers, but what a finale! Like, like ridiculous, outlandish, over the top. Um, but yeah. but great, and also a great iteration of Harley Quinn as well. It's one that really did feel like it comes straight from the from the um, animated TV show, or like the Arkham games, yeah. Where she felt like because sometimes Harley Quinn, like especially with Birds of Prey, I think her abilities in terms of being nuts, but also being able to kick ass, were never really showed off. Whereas with this one, it felt like they were, and it felt like she was yeah and she and was I loved... incredibly unpredictable as well with her some of her actions mm. that she took yeah I, it's, it's gonna sound like i'm just kind of saying how how amazing this movie is. i mean what did you give it as a star rating was it like four and a half or something well i've only given it four at the moment okay. but it might go to yeah. but this is this is the first film in a while when i've actually thought i wouldn't mind watching it again at the cinema haven't thought that for a little while um so that that score might go up I was a bit, this is the thing. I was so hyped for the original. And after I watched it, I was like, that was all right, wasn't it? Was that all right? Was that okay? And then over time, I was like, it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm really, <laughs> I, I really I don't want to, I don't really, I really I don't really want to jump. through those seven stages of grief. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. And, the, and when I, first, when I, acceptance was when I watched it for the second time on a plane and I was fuming. <laughs> I was fuming all the way through, like, I don't notice that the first time round. God damn it. I kind of, yeah. from watching the trailers though, with this new one, I kind of knew what was going to happen in terms of a a beginning slash false start. Oh, yeah. The, the, I didn't know about that. But um, yeah. I do feel like the trailer, from what I saw, I think I kind of half watched it and decided not to watch all of it. Yeah. Which is the worst thing in the cinema. Now, for everybody's <laughs> yeah. favorite bit, the trailers. And I'm screaming, like, no, yeah. I don't want to see any trailers. Especially if you go fairly regularly, you see the same ones again and again. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think I've described my love-hate relationship with trailer. I love a trailer; like it gives me trailers give me goosebumps, and I love the experience of them. But yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely a half watcher now, so I kind of like I watch a bit, I might look away, I might skip through. But was yeah. that the Halloween Kills one? That trailer. Yeah. I mean, I'd. I'd the, 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 a good trailer that I've been forced to watch several times was the Candyman one. I still have no idea what's going to happen in that. And yeah. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And some trailers are really good for that. Like, um, probably a bad example in terms of how the films turned out. But all the modern Star Wars trailers, they were all oh, pretty yeah. good at not yeah. really showing anything in terms of what was actually going to happen. Uh, whereas, yeah, I watched a Venom the new Venom movie trailer again earlier. And it's like, oh, I mean, if you really had to and tried to have to write down what was going to happen from start to finish, first, second and third you act. You should do that. Watch the trailer and go, okay, so this <laughs> yeah. is what I think is going to happen. And then line it up afterwards. And then just think you're awesome when you yeah. get it kind of right, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, going from the trailer for Suicide Squad, would you be able to, do you think you'd be able to go Okay, this is going to happen, and then this and this. I don't think I, I don't think I could. <clears> from <throat> what I saw, I, from watching the trailer and all, because watching the trailer and seeing all the marketing, 
I'm working out what characters were together at what point. I think I could have worked out at least the first what was going to happen in the start bit. Because I was okay. that guy where yeah. I, I leant over to my girlfriend, Charlie, and said, this is what's going to happen in the first part of this film. And she was like, <laughs> oh, oh, really? And I went, yeah, you watch. And when it did, I went, <laughs> see? <laughs> Obviously not exactly how I said it, but still, the gist. Yeah. I try not to do that. It ruins it for everyone, including me. What else did I So after that, I am um, in a bit of a James Gunn mood. So I watched Slither, which I've not seen for a long time, which my friend oh, came up to me and said that it's one of the worst horror movies ever, he's ever seen. To him, I say, you are wrong. It's so good. Yeah, it's so fun absolutely. and campy. And like, it's a- and, and it's, it's got a lot of the set up. Again, actually, we can't say about it spoiling Suicide Squad. But there is an element in this, as well as Super, that is in Suicide Squad Squad as as well. (laughs) (laughs) Suicide Squid Squad. Yeah. Like the unpredictable um, element of, oh, you're really enjoying this person in this film, are you? (laughs) So what? Yeah. Obviously, obviously there there is a moment in Super, which may, would probably stick with me forever. (laughs) <laughs> Interesting. probably stick with me forever it's just one of those moments where I just go oh my god no is that, way is that a bit where it says, I don't, I, I can't, I can't say anything about, anything about spoiling anything it's, it's a bit where it's a bit where someone you, that not just you but also Rain Wilson's character Rain Wilson I think mm-hmm. yeah. has, is, is bonded with quite you know significantly and then suddenly that bond is ended forever yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recommend recommend all of the James Gunnage though. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get a hold of Tremio and Juliet as well. I've not oh, seen yeah, that, of course. But you have to watch that, like with like, I'm not like wearing that. a brown bag or something, so no one can see you watching. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see. I mean, what was the last film James? So obviously he's doing. He is doing Guardians Three. I'd like to see. I think I feel like this of all directors i kind of appreciate the work of i'd like to see them return to certain genres that they sort of made their name in like i know he wasn't necessarily i know slipper's a horror movie but he's obviously done a lot of genres i would like to see him return and make a horror horror movie eventually that'd be nice yeah it's weird because i don't feel like he would make a scary horror movie i think he would do something like sliver again that's kind of Big and wasn't he involved wasn't he involved in brightburn somehow producer i think his Producer. A couple of the guns, uh, the cousins yeah. or whatever, wrote and made that one. I think. Ah, I see. Gun cousins, gunnage. Yeah. Um. I mean, apart from Suicide Squad, that's kind of all I've, all I've really seen this week. Um. Yeah. Other than well, it, yeah. old. I actually watched two weeks ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So um, we just. I think we both just realised that we'd both seen it. So we're like. Why not? I think initially we were like, let's not do an episode on it. But yeah, I mean, it is a horror movie, isn't it? It's it's a horror movie in the, in the way that M. Night Shyamalan movies are horror movies. Like they're not kind of out yeah. and out horror, but they do have a lot of <laughs> horror elements to them. Hmm. So we worked out that we have never covered an M. Night Shyamalan movie on I'm this sure we podcast. Did sense, didn't we? Nearly 200 episodes. No, I don't think so. Let me... Don't I bet confuse that was <laughs> That was on the list. Um, I'm pretty sure we haven't. No. No, no, no. 
no, no, no. So no sixth sense. Uh, we haven't done. Yeah. So I've kind of, I, I like the sixth sense. I loved Unbra- Unbreakable. I loved Signs. Yeah, that's yeah. my fa- that's my favorite M Night Shyamalan movie. I, I enjoyed The Village. Uh, Lady in the Water and The Happening were both kind of a bit. Duddy, I liked some duddy. elements of Lady in the Water. I liked. It was more like a kids' film, wasn't it? That yeah. was. Yeah. I never saw the last Airbender. I don't think yeah, I've either. seen After After Earth. I watched half of it. Can we get into it? I I really hated The Visit, despite the fact I know a lot of people do like that. That's okay. fine. Um, split, split was great. Split was good, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Glass didn't enjoy. Thought it was very didn't, underwhelming because didn't see any ideas. <laughs> didn't see. No. Uh, but yeah, now we're old, and it does seem like even though twenty-two years after the Sixth Sense um, debuted, don't think it was his first film now. Um, but yeah, six, 20 years after that, people still love M Night, and they still are all hyped up, and his films seem to do really well. And yeah. Well, it's not John, John Barrowman. <laughs> John Barrowman, have we spoke about last week? <laughs> John Barrowman. <laughs> I wonder if he's apologised. Shite. I don't know what's happened. That it was shite. Shite. Uh, yeah. So did you see this movie after John Barrowman's words? M. Shite. Sham. Namala. Um, I... No, I saw Old. Because I saw... I didn't even know... I had no idea about Old. And I think I was like... I friends watched a film tonight and saw Old was on and went to mm. watch it. And then afterwards, I started to look at the... The reception um, and i've got to say the reception has been different the overall consensus has been quite different to my opinion mm. it's quite an interesting film i think yeah it's interesting i what i did see it i don't know if i mentioned this in a pretty naff like sort of all, with an, a pretty naff audience who were oh, like yeah. chatting a lot and like laughing at bits where i was like all right okay that's a bit odd but it didn't, i don't know if it deserves a belly laugh you know <laughs> there was a lot of that like if I, sometimes you go to especially with horror films modern horror films it does seem to as there's a certain type of audience who go there sort of expecting jump scares and uh yeah. gore and horrible stuff but this had like no gore i don't know what it's rated but every time there was any moment of gore slash death it kind of looked away or showed you just a tiny little bit of it yeah, but yeah, I think there's a there's a weird breed of cinema goer who goes to watch a horror movie, and they're like, "I'm not gonna be scared by this. I'm hard, all right." So what I'm gonna do is every time something horrible happens on the screen, I'm gonna go, <laughs> "Ridiculous! Yeah, that ain't scary." Yeah. I'm gonna act like that, and I just think, "Just grow up. <laughs> <laughs> just grow up. Ruin, ruining it for the rest of us." We had oh, a, damn it. There are three women. Uh, to my right, who kept on going, what? No. And then at the <laughs> end, they, they came out thinking, they were like, that was weird. One of said, before it was going to be an horror movie. And then the other one said, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> just, but just, that's the thing. Like, couldn't, couldn't handle it. What are the concepts of what a horror movie is? Like, unfortunately, it is really quite depressing when, when cinema goers seem to think that horror, that's why horror struggles as a genre to be taken seriously, I think. And by taken seriously, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but, you know, awards and cinephiles, <laughs> essentially, you know, when people yeah. talk about the greatest movies ever made, you know, obviously yeah. horror fans yeah. are going to say horror movies. But I think in the grand scheme of things, horror gets a bit of a bad rap. And I think it's because of that. I think it's because of the way people expect, OK, I'm going to go into this horror movie. It has to do A, B or C or 
I'm not impressed. Whereas you yeah. go into like any sort of action film, drama, uh, comedy, like people tend to give those films more of a chance. But just ranting here, mate. Just <laughs> yeah, I think maybe less so. State of, of the horror genre. Um, yeah, maybe less so of comedy. Yeah. So um, I've got to say, it's quite nice to see. So it felt like M. Night Shyamalan was developing a style that was very his own thing. Um, these kind of smaller, strange mystery horror films. And then he started to do your last bender, Airbender, After Earth, um, a couple more superhero bits and pieces. It starts to feel like he kind of lost his, hmm. his Shyamalan-ness. Um, and maybe because he got a lot of slack for people saying, oh, it's just a twist at the end of everything. That's what he does. Uh, but now I feel like it's quite nice for him to be going back to their smaller films. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, even like the title sequence of this and like the concept, it feels very M. Night Shyamalan. Even the guy, there's one guy and he looks a lot like M. Night Shyamalan. Pretty sure it is M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. <laughs> Are um, you M. Night Shyamalan? No. <laughs> what are you on about? He gave himself a much more significant role in this film than he has in a majority of his other films. He gave himself the role of director. Whoa. Oh, whoa. The bold this guy. <laughs> Ego or what? John Barrowman would have been fuming. Yeah. Uh, I guess, well, all right, okay. Let me... Go on, I'll let you know. Lady, let me just i'll just say what it is first i'll say what it is so people know what it is you know so when you so, see it old is a 2021 american thriller film oh, i'm gonna start again old is a 2021 american thriller horror film written directed and produced by m night Shyamalan. uh it's based on the french language swiss graphic novel sandcastle which i actually hadn't heard of before so I've gone and looked since, and it does look interesting. I wouldn't mind giving it giving it a little read. Hmm. Interesting, um, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it features an an ensemble cast of Gail Garcia Bernal, Vicky Krieps, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolf, Thomasin McKenzie, M Night Shyamalan. He's in it, isn't it? Ember Ember David turned up near the end as well, didn't she? Miss Honey from Matilda. Who was the Welsh um, guy? Do you know who uh, I mean? Welsh guy, well, like the older dude with with the like Alzheimer's, wasn't that Welsh? Yeah, I thought he had Welsh older accent. dude. You know that dude in old called he was older. Yeah, there was Ru- like Rufus the... Sewell. It's, oh, that's him, Rufus Sewell. Yeah, and uh, Ken Lung, Kenneth Lung is in it as well. I recognise him from. He's been in loads of stuff. I think he's in might be in Lost, um, but he's in. I think he's in Star Wars, X Men, and Rush Hour. The three yeah. big franchises there the three big franchises you want to be <laughs> in you want to hit all three of them rush hour um yeah yeah so i've in terms of the concept of this film i it was a bit you know when the trailer came out it was obvious what the concept was and i guess in terms of like an m night Shyamalan twist it was clear from the get-go what was kind of happening and it was more of like a slow burn twist rather than like a usually a twi- he, he puts a twist that is a 180, doesn't he? Like, whoa, this is what you thought, but this is what's happening. Whereas this was like a slow burn twist where some details were revealed at some point and then you're kind of allowed as the audience to sort of yeah. work out what's happening yourself. And then the, the information, yeah. Go Sorry, on. one um, criticism about the film that I think is legitimate is that the characters are almost sl- realizing stuff way slower than the audience. 
So you have characters mm. saying what's happening quite a while ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're all getting older. It's like, yeah, we knew that <laughs> from yeah. the trailer, mate. You think? <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's such a mad concept. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it. yeah. It's such a mad concept that, like, if if it so was weird. actually happening to you, <laughs> if that was actually happening, I mean, it is happening to us, but just at a much slower rate. But if it was actually happening to you, would you notice? Because you'd just be like, this is insane. How is this happening? I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, unless, like, your kid, unless, like, your kids walk around the corner and they're, like, different. But I'd be like, I'm on a, I'm on a TV show. I'm being punked. I'm on... You could... I'm not going to say that. Where's, Jer- where's Jeremy Beadle? <laughs> yeah, I'm out here. Beadle's about. Uh, so this film got an, a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 49% critic score. Audience gave it 52%. So pretty pretty even, Stephen. Letterboxd is at 2.7. <clears throat> Couple of choice reviews. Catherine, but so stupid, so dumb. I'm throwing up and crying. I'm so happy. It's a five-star review from Catherine. Was she happy and about that? She loved it. Zoe, but <laughs> terrible. I had to leave the movie theatre because I felt like I was having a stroke because of how bad the movie and the acting was. <laughs> I had to leave because I thought I was having a stroke. Not like a medical thing, but because they acted. <laughs> Someone called 911-999. See if she's just, all right. Are you having a stroke? No, the acting was terrible. <laughs> and uh... I think she's having a stroke. And she's been watching old. Yeah. Seven persons today. <laughs> Seven well, persons today, bloody hell. Well, I will say it. I kind of, I don't think it's the acting, although the acting is very weird. The, the cinematography and the editing is so strange in this film. Like, the cinematography, for one thing, it does this weird thing where it kind of, I, I don't know exactly know what's what happening. Like people are running back and forth in front of the camera and the camera's kind of focusing on strange, like it's saying, Staying focused like, on one thing for too long. I don't understand what's going it's on. It's like the camera is a little kid running running out between people and then it's like looking at stuff and then it's looking at other stuff and it's distracted by something else. It was very strange. People walk um, on, on frame, but they don't. The heads aren't in frame and they're talking sometimes and then they yeah. walk away. The, the dialogue is very stilted. I will say that. Some of the stuff people are saying, it feels so slow, but I kind of feel that's the style. That's what he's going for. It's a, a bit of a, a yeah. choice. As I said, I'd, I wouldn't say the acting was bad. I think it is the dialogue. And I don't mean the right... When I say the writing, it's not the writing that's bad of the film. But there's, there's something about M. Night Shyamalan's dialogue, and I've always, always kind of noticed it. And it's almost like... Uh, again, I don't want to be like I'm absolutely laying into some creatives that I absolutely love and respect... It reminds me of like how Robert Kirkman writes The Walking Dead, yeah. where there's a group of on, people get him. talking. Play into him. Get him. Come here. Kirkman, are up now, what's Robert. That? Bobby what's that, Boy. Robert? Now it's coming for you. Go on. <laughs> Bobby Big Bollocks. He, he, writes, he writes like dialogue in terms of the way like a group of people speak to each other or a group of people trying to plan something or work out what's happening. It's such a matter of fact like strange odd way it's like he gets too bogged down with trying to push the plot along by getting people to say things that they would never ever say and i don't even know if it's Hmm. oh my god i am forgetting words what's the word for something that is just explaining it rather than showing you it well like exposition exposition yeah okay yeah why could i not think of that but it's not quite exposition (laughs) it's definitely it's, it's, it's a bit of that 
Basil Expedition. Remember that character from Austin Who's that? Powers? Basil oh, yeah, Expedition. yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but there's something about it where I'm like, it just doesn't feel real. It feels like um, an alien is trying to, like, process a human conversation. Yeah, it does. And then at the end of it, this is what's come out. Like, an alien's witnessing a conversation and explaining that conversation to its alien friend. Yeah, and I don't think that that's automatically a bad thing. Like, I can see someone, like the, the, the three ladies who are watching, who just, we're just there to watch a horror movie. They were, they were saying, it's so, it's, that's not normal. It's weird the way they're talking to each other. And I think, yeah, but I think that's his, in the way start, certain yeah. writers write prose in a certain way. I think that's just yeah. the way it comes out if, who, through the filter of M. Night Shyamalan. That's the, the way he yeah. does his storytelling. I agree. It's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just a very distinctive, distinctive choice. That's and it, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a very distinctive thing. Like even, even think back to his old movies, like The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable Signs. There are plenty of scenes in all of those films where people speak in the same way, where someone talks in such a matter. There's part where Mel Gibson in Signs is explaining, you know, what they're going to eat for dinner or at, talking to his family about what they're going to eat for dinner. And it's just all very odd and very strange. It's, it's sort of like an uncanny sort of dreamlike state, a dreamlike sense of someone having a conversation, like it's the kind of conversation dreamy. you might, yeah. someone might have in a dream. Yeah. Or like, I think maybe that's what like, he's going for. It feels surreal and it's quite surreal in the way they're talking to each other. What's um, this? Is this kind of some kind of beach that's making us old? What? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, <laughs> so how does it, it start? So, I mean, the main plot, it, it, we follow one specific family, really. Uh, there's um, uh, a couple, and they've, and they've taken the kids away to a holiday resort. Uh, it looks amazing. We get the sense that the woman works a lot. Um, yeah. And she's kind of preoccupied with that. The kids uh, are quite sweet, sweet young kids. I think one's, let's say, seven, and the other's four. I, I don't really know kid ages that well. I think no, I think one, I think the young kid is six, and the older girl's like eleven. Oh, okay, good. The younger young girls from the other family. Okay, yeah. Um, oh yeah, there's there's a there's a really young girl in there who's like three, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they go to this resort. Um, the kid is he got. Is, is he on the autistic spectrum or something? The kid, the kid might be on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, um, he seems to be. He asks a lot of questions. Very inquisitive. Um, Quite cute. A lot of people were into that, and in, in that bit, <laughs> they're all laughing yeah. when he's asking everyone, "Hello, my name is well, whatever. It, what do you do for a living?" What do you do and for a living? Yeah. And then they'd say, and then he'd run away. And one of them says, <laughs> "I was a cop. I am a cop." And then he goes, "Okay," <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a what? Comes around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Um, yeah. So obviously they're going through a, like a essentially a divorce, right? Guy and so it's Guy. So Gail Garcia Bernal plays Guy. Vicky Kreps plays Prisca. Um, yeah. And then the kids are called Trent. <laughs> and who's Charles? Ember. No, and Charles. Maddox. Trent and Mam and Maddox. Very nice names. Uh, so obviously they're 
um, Guy and Prisca are going through what I think is they're going to split up. And this is like their last family holiday to try and keep things kind of normal or at least give the kids some nice memories before they go through the horrible process of doing a divorce. And uh, I think Prisca's like definitely been seeing someone on the side to which Guy may or may not know about. I don't know if um, we find that out that early on, do we? I think maybe that kind of comes out a bit. Oh, it's so a reveal. I've, I've done the reveal so early on. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. That's the shaman. Well, obviously, obviously. We're introduced spoilers. to uh, Bruce Willis. He's ahead. obviously a ghost. <laughs> and then... <laughs> we're introduced to Mel Gibson. He's obviously a signs. And uh, <laughs> then Joaquin Phoenix is some kind of village. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Mark. Well... <laughs> The the resort is strange. It's um, yeah. I think she says like they they contacted her to go on yeah. the holiday. So some like so like they won slash yeah, something happened where she like won a raffle, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Where is it again? Where have they gone? So Bahamas. They've gone to a tropical resort <laughs> in central <laughs> tropical apparently i actually don't know it's a good question maybe it's just like unnamed random okay. tropical spot gives it it's like tropicana. Um, tropicana flavor yeah because maybe if this was a real place people are like no just around a corner you could just walk off that beach come on grow up yeah that makes sense so i think we're introduced to another of the younger kids who works there he becomes friends with um trent um and they go they play games with each other there's like a sweet station i don't know what that is exactly um eat as many sweets as you like forever pick and mix Uh, oh yeah so what obviously one key thing that happens when they arrive at the resort is um someone comes out and gives the adults a lovely cocktail yeah they go, here's a lovely, delicious cocktail that we've made for you. You selected what kind of things you like to drink uh, on our website, I guess. And we've made you the perfect blend of cocktail. Get it down your neck. Make sure you drink it. And yeah, the, the, this like, one's just manner. a load of semen, Trent. Oh, this one's about. <laughs> <laughs> Get it down, you. Uh, <laughs> and then, obviously, the resort's manager, dude, who reminded me a bit of... Uh, What's that South African actor from District 9? I thought it was in for a second. Uh, definitely wasn't. What? Charlton. Charlton Copley. That's yeah. it. I thought it was him. It was, it's not him. He's like really friendly and he's like trying to give this family in particular, but I guess some of the other guests as well, trying to go above and beyond, be like really personable with them and talk to, talk to them, and make them feel welcome. And then he says to them, what are your plans for today? It's like the next morning. What are your plans? And they're like, I don't know. I'll probably go have a look about, have a lovely time. And he says, well, there's a lovely little secluded beach that I only tell the most important guests about. If you want, yeah. we'll get N.O. Shyamalan to drive you up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so M.O. Shyamalan drives them to the beach. Um, and... and it's, well, it, ter- it turns out, and i got to voice Guy's concerns, is that when he gets told, oh, it's a secluded beach and only the best guests come, when another, like, six or seven people get on the bus, yeah. I agree with him, where I'd be like, come on. Get off. Get off. 
So yeah. there's like another family. There's like an older guy, Charles. Yeah. Uh, his like young wife. Um, Who's very who image conscious. That's made very by image conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, they've and got like really, a young a young yeah. daughter, and then also his mum as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So they get them off the bus and they, they've packed them loads of food. Um, and then M. Night Shyamalan says... <laughs> like, too much food, isn't it? Like, yeah. Also, it's like a, a bag of pasta. Like, they're just like a, <laughs> yeah. a plastic bag of pasta. Like a ration bag. Like an yeah. army ration bag of <laughs> pasta. Army. And yeah. they've got, like, carry all these massive baskets of stuff and things on their back. And they say to M. Night Shyamalan, can you help us? Just yeah. carry this to the beach. We've got a movie. <laughs> you get, yeah. He goes, oh, do it yourself. I gotta go direct a movie. Oh, yeah. Think about all the big cameras I carry all day. He says, and then he flexes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's like a random little scene just before this as well, where it's like a sort of dreamy sequence, like at nighttime on a beach, where there's like a guy oh, yeah. on the beach, like watching a woman undress, and she like just goes into the sea, goes for a lovely night swim. It looks it's, like yeah. it's a casual swim. Doesn't like anything's going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing sinister. Maybe um, the guy's nose is bleeding at that point. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. Yeah. But when or when everybody arrives on the beach, this guy is still there. He's just like sat on the rocks, just chilling. Doesn't look particularly suspicious. He's just relaxing. Um, so everyone just arrives and gets himself set up on the on the beach for a lovely day of sitting in the sun and cooking literally their skin cooking nothing else yeah, yeah. um and then there's another couple isn't there that turns up forgot to say that earlier on this couple there's like a, a black woman and the asian guy that kenneth lung plays um and i recognize i recognize the the woman who plays his partner as well i think i've seen her Oh, is this something just trying to work out? Patricia. Yeah, so she's got F- Patricia Carmichael. So she's got that. See that name, Patricia Carmichael, just sounds like some sort of detective. I t- I, I know, and I, I, I know exactly why I recognise her. She's in Luther as Detective Chief Inspector Erin Gray. So oh, Luther, but it's a Lucifer, which is not Lucifer. Similar. I mean Luther, so, similar in letters. Um, so yeah, she's she's um, epileptic, and we see her have a fit earlier when everyone was having breakfast. Yeah, which she kind of she kind of gets over fairly fairly quickly. When they make that drug that stops them becoming epileptic, they should call it post epileptic. <laughs> well, it's an we idea. It's just an idea. It's an idea. Right, I went down. Get yeah, I went down. Luke's ideas <laughs> of the day. If you have more than one a day. Post epileptic quite difficult to actually scratch yes, off the list. It's almost too difficult. Cross <laughs> <laughs> it off. I didn't last long on the list, did it? So <laughs> I think initially the daughter, Maddox, sees the guy who's on the beach who was there the night before, and he and she says he's a rapper, he's a famous rapper, and his name is Mid-sized Sedan. <laughs> Which is kind That's of weird. His rapper right? name. Mid-sized That's his rapper sedan. name, mid-sized sedan. Why not be big? Why not be large sedan? Eh? That is a Why have to rapper. be a mid-sized sedan? It's quite a big guy as well. This is M. Night Shyamalan going, what the kids call 
pop stars these days. <laughs> I'm mid-sized sedan. <laughs> yeah. He's just looking at his car. He's just driving a mid-sized sedan at the time. Yeah. Very just dis- like this guy's got a very distinctive look. He's got like the most yeah. piercing blue eyes as well. Not saying I'm in love with him, but if push came to shove and I was stuck on a beach that made you old, you know, I'll check up with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So he's there. He's kind of like, look, he looks a bit. What was it? What was it? He's, I don't know. Shocked, maybe some, a little bit. Shell shocked, I'd say. And that's the word I'm thinking of. Shell shocked. Um, because obviously there isn't long for everybody to relax and have a nice time on the beach until uh, a dead body is discovered. And it's discovered by Trent, little boy. He's like in the water, hiding behind yeah. a rock. Are they playing like hide and seek? Yeah, Something it like feels like things are fairly calm at this point, but then everything starts to go wrong quite quickly, right? Yeah. After they find this dead body. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the pacing, it yeah, it doesn't take long to really get in amongst it, you know. So that's one thing I appreciated. About this yeah, film. so they find the dead body at the same time, and the dead body is the woman that was swimming the night before. Uh, at the same time, the mum, the older mum character, who's a kind of, um, I guess, 60 to 70 years old or so, she starts to have a heart attack. Mm. Um, is it around then that the kids start to suddenly age as well at the same time? It feels yeah, like... So obviously. It's a case of, in terms of strange events, you know, sometimes when you're having one of those days, you're like, what else could go wrong? And then your yeah. kids walk in and they're 10 years older than they were before. That is just one of them. So then, so yeah, I don't know what sort of age they're at. I guess they've aged maybe like five years, a bit older. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because um, Maddox has aged. She's turned into the girl from Jojo Rabbit. That's all I knew. She's yeah. turned into the girlfriend Jojo Rabbit. Um, yeah, so they've both aged, and it's just it's weird, isn't it? Because like, how would you react to that? Because as as adults, if you aged five years, maybe a bit more wrinkly, a bit bolder, big more, more grey hair, yeah, a little bit bolder. But if you're ch- if you're child, you just wouldn't believe it, would you? There'd be nothing. You wouldn't go. I'd be like, no, what's happening? Someone's yeah. where's, me the ca- off. where's the cameras? Where's the cameras? Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't, especially with dead bodies being involved as well. Um, so Charles, bless him, he's been through a lot in terms of his mum immediately just having a heart attack and then dying. But he tends to blame midside sedan, <laughs> midsize sedan <laughs> for killing that girl. So even though her body turned up and he said she just swam out and then you know disappeared. But he, says, he is acting and then quite he starts... suspicious, though. I mean, not that I'm saying you should stab that guy. Yeah, he's kind of like, I think, because he's like been there. All, all, we don't know how long he's been. Well, I guess it can't been longer than the night before. Um, and he explains he can't get off the beach. He's tried to like walk through the rocks and he's got a real piercing headache. But he's kind of like annoyed at them asking him questions. So they're like, what's going on? He Who be are you? Because he was there like the night before. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Maybe. You age a few years every now or something. Yeah. Maybe switched off for a bit. (laughs) <laughs> switched off for yeah. a bit before all the other main characters arrived um so yeah with that they do so they do realize how do they realize but they realize that the beach is aging them with an entire year of growth passing about every 30 minutes yeah yeah and then they also make a connection pretty quickly that every that at least one member of each family has a medical condition uh yeah, and that, that obviously when they tried to leave through that sort of cave area where they came in, they uh, they black out and end up lying back on the beach. <laughs> Just walk like back the, out the same like, oh. place every time. Yeah, they say like, oh, yeah, yeah, you came out here like screaming about a headache and you lay down exactly there. But like surely that that, that thing won't happen every single time. Surely like, sometimes I'd come out and they go that way and they go lie down yeah. over there. But no, every single there, time they, they wake up on there's the a back. Bit, there's a bit where it's kind of played for laughs, isn't there? Where they're like, "Oh, come on, let's just let's just get out of there. We can do it or if we all go together." And then it like cuts, and then they're they're waking up on the beach again. Yeah, yeah. And that that got a big laugh in the cinema for me, and I thought, "Yeah, that's classic, isn't it?" Yeah, <laughs> great, great times. Um, but, but yeah, that there, there is a I don't know if it, it's not yet, but it definitely leans into like silliness a few times. There's a few times where so much is going on so many things are happening so many characters are reacting in like weird ways that it does yeah. feel a bit like a oddball comedy not for not not like throughout but just like for a few minutes at a time yeah yeah 100 percent uh it's an interesting blend of tones at times hmm. um i'm trying to think where things go they're trying to so yeah so we so now we know that he can't get off the island um there's a dead body that's under a towel. Mm. The younger kids have aged significantly. And one of them looks really strange. The young boy. He's aged, but like only in the length of his arms. It looks <laughs> like. <laughs> Bloody hell, your arms are long. Have you aged by five or six years? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit 
yeah, it's a bit strange in terms of, <laughs> in terms of how they look, and it's just it's just a weird it's a weird concept, but also like then you never physically see anything actually aging, do you? It seems like people go off off screen and then come back and go, bloody hell, I've only yeah. got an age five years while I was gone. That was a long walk. Yeah. Um, but it seems like even at it aged, it's not like a six-year-old ages and he's still a six-year-old in his brain. Somehow his brain is like adapting as well. And didn't they say some like memories? The way they talked, um, uh, the girl, she says something along the lines of, there used to be, there's a lot more colours in her mind now, but they're not as, not as strong. They're like a bit duller now. There's a lot more of them, but they're a lot duller. Um, and I think that kind of makes sense. That is, mm. as you get older, you do get more and more nuance thoughts about stuff, but nothing's quite as strong. Like it's, You don't feel completely sad or completely happy. There's always like more in between, in between the emotions. Um, yeah, I think it was an interesting way of thinking. And it also explained it better to me than just them saying, I don't feel sick, so I feel I feel older. Yeah, because basically like the, right at the end, it's an interesting thing to tell an actor, you're a six-year-old in a 50-year-old man's body because they don't act like six-year-olds and they don't act like 50-year-olds. It's an interesting little... They act like very dumb... No, not even dumb. Like, it's like almost like Zen, I guess. Zen, because it's weird. It's like they've aged, but and they've obviously their memories have changed or certain things have changed, but they haven't gone through the hardship of life or all of the experiences that would shape somebody in terms of their personality and everything. It's almost like, yeah, growing up, yeah. we're all growing up too fast, aren't they? These days, growing up too fast, iPhones, iPads beaches that make you old <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> so i don't even know what, what happens i mean i guess the next bit is um when the the main family the mother of that family passes out because she's got like a a tumor in her stomach that's growing like rapidly yeah could be that bit yeah so or is the baby first i think the baby might be first so Something comes out of someone. Something comes out of someone, whether it's a baby or a tumor. tumor. Like so, obviously, there's two two different two different things. A really young girl who's now like a teenager gets pregnant. Um, I don't really understand how that happens. Whether it's like I don't know, were they supposed to have actually had sex? Uh, Yeah. So in the reviews, this is one of the points of contention as well. People are like, "You literally had a." How old were they? Seven and a six-year-old. Six Two very, very young kids have sex and have a baby. But, I mean, they're not really... I mean, it's Alex Wolf and the girl. They're, like... I guess they're supposed to be, like, 18 at the, around that kind of age. So mm. maybe, maybe it would happen logically, but I think they're supposed to have had yeah. sex, yeah. But it's, it's, it's really... Um, it's kind of fine. M. Night Shyamalan here. He's walking on thin ice. <laughs> I mean, walking topic. on thin ice, but I think this was the moment where, like, the audience I was watching it with were literally just like, what? <laughs> when she just, like, she's walking down the beach and she's, like, nursing a little a little baby bump. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God. But it isn't that amazing, of... though, that, like, films can still be that 
yeah. that shocking. Oh, great. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It, it. How I felt in that moment was like, I mean, I was laughing, but I was yeah. just like, I can't, I can't believe that this is, this is where it's gone already. You know what I mean? Like, in yeah, because of... it comes by really quick. Like, yeah. Once they get on a speech, you're on a roller coaster that doesn't really stop. <laughs> <laughs> At what point can you like get on the beach and then go? Actually, I want to turn back, and then you just turn around and go, Ah, bloody headache. Yeah. I mean, one of the intense. criticisms is that it just seems to be like you've got the the concept of what happens on the speech and it's like let's just throw any old shit that would happen on the speech and doesn't really kind of interconnect in a huge way um it's like okay we've got one character who's really um the the, the woman who's self-conscious about her image how is she yeah. going to react to um turning into an old lady well it seems like it, again, again it just establishes certain rules where it's like at one point lady with the bone deficiency um it's, so it tries to make out that she heals really fast when her like arms up or something doesn't it so her arm gets like stuck like that yeah I, I think that's when she, i think yeah. that's when she's in the cave like sort of coming at coming at the two kids yeah who aren't really kids oh yeah she she does heal because they, so everyone heals quickly here like hmm. um Okay, uh, so it's so it's like it's proper like Wolverine scenario in it. So the baby, yeah, so obviously it's quite tragic. Baby comes out, but pretty much dies immediately from the beach's effects. And I think they even say we left, we didn't give the didn't baby attention for like a, we didn't didn't do anything with the baby for like a minute, and it died because that, that minute that was like like you don't give a baby attention. What well, does that mean? I guess they mean maybe not attention, but like we didn't. I don't know. Just left a baby in its cot for, I don't know. Maybe it rolled onto its front. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But what are you doing there, baby? Oh, you're dead, are you? Yeah. Got so it. it's basically stillborn. It's not very nice. Um, but then yeah. on the like the emotions that Alex Walsh's character is going through, he goes through from from like being a confused little kid to being, I guess, like a horny kid though, just like off off screen. To be, I want to marry that girl. She's going to be the my the yeah. love of my life. To then mourning the loss of his child. Ladies yeah, of all, like in such a short space of time. Well, then maybe in a weird way, what I said before about them not going through the hardships of life, so they've not been shaped as, I mean, they have just in a really, <laughs> just in like a twelve-hour period. Yeah. Um, so I think around about, I don't know if it's at the same time or around about them, which is when. Prisca develops the tumor and they like cut it out of her, but because she's healing like Wolverine because of the time sped up thing, they have to like hold her wound open. Yeah. And the tumor is like growing. They keep comparing it to like different fruits, don't they? Yeah. It's the size of a bloody mango. It's the size of a watermelon. The size of a, I think it's a softball at one point, my favorite fruit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's like a bloody massive beast or something. But then, yeah, when they get out of her, she's healed. So like her. Luckily, there was a surgeon there, but he's very stabby with his little knife, isn't he? He's he starts to get weird as well at that point. During the operation, he's he's like, "There's a film with Sean Connery and someone else." <laughs> yeah. What was that film called again? I'm la- oh, I'm laughing, but obviously, something like I thought it was funny. Like he, he keeps yeah, going, yeah. he keeps bringing it up. What was that bloody film called? He's, he's, he like plays it completely straight as well. Yeah, um, but again, it was it was one of those things where you're like you didn't know how to take it because you're like, what? 
what is this? Yeah. And I think this happened. There was a good few minutes where he said that, then the baby was, then then the woman turned up pregnant, and it was like there's so much happening that it did almost like become if it felt like a bit of a farce for a few minutes. I think it clawed yeah. it back. Yeah, yeah. It for was a moment. A bit I was a bit, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it felt like I was experiencing just something. I don't know. A fiasco. I don't know. A, a <laughs> true fiasco was happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So throughout all of this, he he's been suspicious that um, mid-sized car <laughs> is um, mid-sized sedan killed the drowned yeah. lady, and I think his yeah. dementia or his oncoming Alzheimer's, whatever it is that. Is now flourishing because he's aging a lot quicker. Um, yeah. He he attacks. He comes out of nowhere, really. He's he's just suddenly stabbing that guy to death. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty brutal. Um, and I guess kind of unexpected because we thought I thought it was he go one way or another. That guy is a hemophiliac, so he doesn't when he starts yeah, bleeding, he doesn't right. stop bleeding. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's obviously someone else who's got a medical condition. So we've got an ep- someone with epilepsy, someone with a tumor, someone with dementia, somebody with a bone disease, yeah. and, and a hemophiliac as well. So trying to make those connections already as to why this could be happening. Um, I don't know. I was a bit thinking maybe it's supernatural. Yeah. Maybe thinking it's I don't know. It's the most obvious thing to say in it, but like whenever you watch films like this, you're like, are they in purgatory? Are yeah. they <laughs> I think maybe one of them even mentions that. Someone yeah. says it might be dead or something. Are we dead? Yeah. Are you dead? I'm dead. Um yeah, so it's pretty <laughs> this is pretty nuts at this point. It is just nuts. There's nothing else to say. It's nuts. You're along for the ride. Um, if you're experiencing yeah. this, I don't know. They get know what you they do. get the knife off of him, I think. He's like lost it, like he's a babbling lunatic by that point. Um, yeah. And you get the knife of him, and then I think the the uh, young girl tries to climb out instead of going yeah. through the gap and the fault in the rock. She tries to climb over it, but because the the when you try and get over these rocks or through them, they make you pass out every single time. She passes out while she's right up there on the top, and then yeah. falls down and. And and dies smashes that way. Cr- smashes your crust. Yeah. Um. So there's a bit as well where they obviously see. I think Alex Wolf, because he is Alex Wolf at this point, isn't he? He's aged enough to be Alex Wolf. Yeah. He sees like a glare, a glare up on the cliffside where he's like, "There's cameras, you know, they're filming this um, for whatever reason." Which is again another reason why we're like we're getting punked. Don't know how or yeah. why. Whether it's like Johnny Knoxville when he dressed up as the old grandpa. <laughs> In Jackass, we're getting punked. Yeah, uh, we're not really aging. Some mad shit's happening. Yeah, yeah. So they're all essentially getting like picked off pretty quickly by the old age, because well, not not just the old age, but the beach itself, the weird freaky freaky beachy. Um, yeah, and I think not long after this, it just gets dark, doesn't it? Which is when Guy and Priska. Who I wouldn't say looked 
like they were that old. Did they? It didn't look Did like they noticed, had steps though, on everything. They they started to get like crow's feet, like quite subtle, subtly, unless they were just squinting more. I'm not too sure. Uh, but <laughs> they started to get crow's feet. It, they're aging. They age quite naturally. You, I don't know if they were prosthetics. I'm not too sure, but whatever yeah. they did, it looked very, very natural. Um, yeah. They were so, having an argument about... Well, they, I think it all came out to the forefront. He found out that she'd been seeing someone else. Yeah. Um, it was a knobhead, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's... um. It's quite. It actually got me. It got to me a little bit in the in the emotions, just a little bit when they started to get a bit older. His eyesight went. She started to go a bit oh, deaf. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then like he's like, ear. "Yeah," and then he's like, "Weren't we arguing about something?" And he, he can't even remember. So they just said, "Whatever." It seems so silly now, and they kind of yeah. just they, they've been panicked for this entire time because like they're losing their life. Their kids are aging. Like if you were in that situation, you'd be, you'd be so panicked. That your your years, like every every kind of minute, I'd be like, "Fucking, I've got to get out of here!" Like, yeah, every minute it's just like me, my life burning away. Uh, but then towards the end, they just seem to kind of settle down and and like kind of relax and just be present in the moment instead of worrying about losing uh, life. Just being happy next sat next to each other It's quite sweet, and it, it did get me quite emotional. It's quite and then sweet, he gets and it's quite repeatedly. <laughs> it's quite sweet, and it kind of makes you think, you know, if that's the way life, what it feels like when you get really old, then Shyamalan, you got me. Oh, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that, Shyamalan. Make <laughs> amends with your life. Become at peace with everything that kind of felt like when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, all the things that felt like big deals aren't big deals anymore because, you know, you're sat in front of the TV, you're watching The Chase with a little old lady next to you. Uh, yeah. Not a stranger, it's your wife. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, it's quite nice. But yeah, then who gets stabbed repeatedly? Well, the demented, the the oh, older guy with dementia, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. But why. then Pris, Pris, Priska, the knife's like rusted now. Yeah, it's not the same There's knife. Some rusty cutlery from the the previous occupants of the beach. Yeah, so <laughs> they find loads of stuff in the previous occupants. Like there's a notebook with loads of notes of different things and that's that's how they kind of like start working out the medical connection yeah. to all of these people <clears throat> but yeah Prisca slashes at um charles the guy with dementia with like a rusty knife and in front of him in front of her sorry he gets taken over by the horrible rusty disease he looks like venom yeah yeah he's got he a symbiote yeah. under his skin yeah um at the same time this is happening the kids for some reason went in the cave and then they get chased by the, the mum of that family, the villain family, let's call them. She's yeah. like turning into some kind of old hag looking thing. Like her back, because the spine without a calcium, her spine sucks, got like a proper arch in her back. And I think oh, earlier yeah. in the film, she'd even mentioned, if I ever get a, a, a crook in my back like that, kill me, or whatever she says. Uh, but then she starts to like throw rocks at them. And then she starts to come towards them because they're looking at her with a torch. And like she, her bones yeah. start snapping. But then healing <clears throat> over. Did you play the remake of the original Resident Evil game in like when when it came out? Two thousand two GameCube. No, I didn't know. Character character called Lisa Trevor, who was like been experimented on, and she was all hunched over like a hunchback, weird, freaky thing. Yeah. Reminded me of that. 
and uh yeah i thought it was pretty pretty creepy considering like you'd look at her as a character earlier on in the film and you'd be like there's no way you think of her as a in any way a threat but yeah yeah she's pretty creepy but yeah i think she dies as she die yeah i think she just gets old and dies <laughs> the old and gets old uh, and dies luckily yeah just gets old and dies um so and then, then it's, it's just the like, core family isn't it i think well obviously guy and prisca die um after making amends of each other and guy obviously got stabbed but that's not how he died was it they kind of just both passed away in the night from old age uh, yeah and when yeah and when it's the next morning maddox and trent are full-blown like 50 year old adults they seem quite at peace as well they don't seem to be upset about it um yeah yeah so trent finds this like secret message that was given to him by the the kid at the start who he met at the hotel yeah um and it's like a coded message and he manages to work it out and it says my uncle hates Carl. Is that it? <laughs> Something like that. He's like, who's Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell's Carl? And what's Carl ever done to you? All right. What are you hating on him for? What's he ever done to you? No, so they work my out... middle name's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he hates me, does he? Uh, <laughs> so they managed to work out that there's like some coral sort of out in the sea a little bit, um, connected to some weird sort of underwater coral packet passage not package that's a yeah penis um i don't quite understand where this leads or what it means or whether it just means you can get out literally all it means i think so um there's meant to be some kind of there's a science fiction story they find um yeah that's right. this is pretty out there uh and the guy said if they could wear some kind of metal coat or someone said they could wear some kind of metal tube yeah a lead tube. Strange thing to say, yeah. And I think they um, try and think that the that the the coral is acting as that is blocking whatever is turning them old, and a la- yeah. or whatever's t- whatever's making them pass out when they try to escape. So swimming through this coral passage somehow is a, is a way of escaping. I feel like, and it's a nice little tense moment that when they're swimming through that really far bit, and she uh, the girl gets caught tangled up. I feel mm-hmm. like most films would have ended there. They would have gone. Yeah, swimming into it, and then like the guy would pack up, and it would maybe linger on the sea level, and you just see like two yeah. heads pop pop up, and that like cuts credit. But no, I'm like he yeah. does go a little bit, that maybe would, a little that bit too far. Nice. That that would have yeah. been nice. Now you've said that, that would have been nice. M Knight just takes it out one step too far, doesn't he? I do um, quite quite like it in a in a weird way. There's like the laboratory reveal in that yeah. holiday resort. They've got like a it's flight next door next to the pool room they've got like a bunch of people he one guy's working on epilepsy other dude's working on <laughs> the cure for bad backs i need to speak to that guy actually. <laughs> next guy's working on cure for spots no one's working on cure for boldness <laughs> this is my this, that's my crack team right there <laughs> crack team are we miss, well i just remember we forgot one thing so there's a bit there's a bit where the asian guy tries to swim away and he ends right. up coming back dead but also this is quite key is that the woman who had epilepsy like hasn't had a fit the entire time they're on the beach, but then she does have a fit like towards the yeah. end and and dies. I think she yeah, dies it, as well. it's like From a cat fit. Example. I don't know. Yeah. So so we kind of she keeps having fits over and over again, like really quickly, really quickly. So we I think we're supposed to believe that 
in terms of the time she's been on the beach in terms nor the way time normally passes that's been 16 years that she hasn't had a fit yeah yeah oh well well post epileptic world they've made so in a way they are doing good good things but they are it's using human trial human yeah. trials are not the worst way possible and the thing that and like, drugs. we're gonna get away with it too if it wasn't for them pesky well maybe not kids who knows what they are now <laughs> who knows what you are now yeah so turns out those cocktails they were giving them at the start was like a concoction of drugs that was used to try and help whatever medical um, mm-hmm. ailment they had. I mean, it's a bit mean in a way that like the fa- other family members are along for the ride. The people who aren't haven't got anything wrong with them. Yeah. They're involved in the trials. Um, but yeah, the hotel manager, who's obviously not the hotel manager, he's like a lab manager, <laughs> the head research man. He announces that, you know, whatever we put in that woman's drink, um, whatever drug concoction we put in that woman's drink, she didn't have a, a fit for 16 years. So essentially, we find the cure to epilepsy. Well done, everybody. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. But then Trent, well, Trent and Maddox turn up at the resort. They've got the, the notebook as evidence of all of these people who went missing before, which they find on the beach. They give it to the police officer who was introduced earlier in the movie when the kids were talking to them. Yeah. Say yeah, that yeah, all these yeah. all these missing people aren't missing. They've been they basically died on this resort. Um so yeah, it seems like all the researchers are going to be arrested. Trent and Maddox are going to go live with their aunt, apparently. <laughs> and there's confused. a weird there's a weird <laughs> bit where they, they're like in a in a helicopter and they go like, how do you think your aunt's going to react? And like, they'll be pretty confused when they meet their six, six and seven year old, their six year old nephew. And he's 50 years old. Yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be confusing <laughs> because how would you explain it? Look, this looks weird. This is your six year old nephew. He's been on a beach that made him old. All right. So just deal with it. Yeah. Um, I, um, like I said, I would have ended it a bit. I think maybe should have ended a bit earlier, but I didn't mind the ending too much yeah yeah okay so it was all right bit of name game for you if you're ready oh yes so the first one is a film i watched it's about a vacationing family who discover uh, that the secluded beach they're relaxing on for a few hours is somehow causing them to lose hair rapidly reducing their entire lives to a single hairless life oh Bold, it's bold, Correct. isn't it? Which I think we should make it. We got to make a film on that. <laughs> I think it's the only way for people to know the true horror of it. Imagine, yeah. I don't think people. A lot of people just wouldn't be able to handle it. Not like no. us. <laughs> no. uh, so, so when I watch it's about a vacationing family who they go on the beach and they find that they become really shiny and really metallic. Gold. Gold, well done. Gold, gold. Always believe in your soul. There's a bit. There's a bit in the original Tomb Raider game. Do you remember when you jump on the hand and then you turn into, turn into gold? That was used to that used to scare me quite a lot because she makes a horrible noise like this. (laughs) (laughs) Good impression. Turn to bloody gold. Yeah, Yeah. I'd watch that film as well. 
gold man. Yeah. Uh, so one um, is difficult to explain. <laughs> it's about a vacationing family <laughs> who discovered that the secluded beach they're relaxing on somehow causes them to become to be convinced to do things they don't want to do, like capers and such. So they go on this beach, and then they find themselves constantly convinced to do things they don't want to do. Told. Uh, that's probably where it's better, but no. <laughs> capers, what like adventures? I guess a bit. They're like the um, they they're the part of, of the adventure who didn't really want to go. Like the big adventurer uh, guy played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like having yeah. to them to get them to go on the adventure. Ah, uh, uh, so it's on the tip of my tip of my tip of my tip of my what's, nip. What's on the tip of your tongue? <laughs> I don't know. I can't get there. I can't quite get there. You need to get there for me. Uh, cajoled, that one is. Oh no! I mean, that wasn't what my brain was trying to trying to find. Oh, so who knows? Better. Who knows what I was thinking? Cajoled. Okay. Oh, I like that. So that's a this... word that I don't think I've ever used. Ever. ever. I don't think I've ever used it. I mean, I know what it is, but yeah, nobody has. So this next one I, I, is about. I tried. <laughs> I tried to Google it, and it came up with cuckold. <laughs> oh god that's been another one good cold uh this next one is about vacation family discover uh that the longer they spend on the beach the more they turn into an old english writer of children's stories like charlie and the chocolate factory and matilda rolled rolled lovely matilda connection there with ember davids playing miss honey and then you i rolled. was that's exactly what i was going for have you ever seen like any video or pictures of Roald Dahl's writing chair? Yeah, it has like a sleeping bag and like a space <laughs> heater and a yeah. pencil and paper. And that's how yeah. he writes all this stuff. And he goes, I just like to get all chair. snuggled up and like just yeah. sharpens his pencil to like a really, really extremely dangerously yeah. sharp point. And then it's like literally in a sleeping bag. Yeah. In a sleeping it looks bag. in a shed. It's in a shed in, in a the shed. garden. Yeah. Like a light. Yeah. And then I he gets when he's done, he goes to play snooker with his pals and has a beer. It's quite, it's quite. I mean, I don't. I think there's some bad things that came out about him, but from that specific documentary, oh, it seemed no. very lovely. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't know. I didn't know about the bad things. This last Should one. I Google it. Oh, it's up to you. Is about <laughs> vacationing family who discovers that the secluded beach where they're relaxing on for a few hours is somehow causing them to eat loads of ice pops, or as some would call them. Ice poles. Is it just called cold? Well, I did two answers for this one because I thought you were going to say cold. It's not the answer we're looking for. <laughs> cold. Pold. Pold. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I was looking like when for. When you eat the ice pole and the bits of plastic on the side, like cut your mouth into a little Chelsea smile. Yeah. You know, um, I was eating, you know, it's like a, not a Calippo, but it's like the Robinson's version. Of a Calippo. Yeah, I got some of them. I got some of them in the freezer right, right as we speak. Very nice, <sighs> but I got some like brain freeze. It's the worst pain I've Ooh. ever felt in my life. It was like, yeah. this, but it wouldn't go away. Like, normally, like it would like last a few seconds. This was like, nope. This is your life now. <laughs> you <laughs> this now is your been... life now. Agony. Yeah. Pure agony. Could it was worse. It was horrendous. Could be... <laughs> But I mean, some people I've heard don't even get it. Like they, they just don't understand what yeah, we're talking about. Are you a? This is going to be a, a personal question. Sucker or a biter when it comes to 
Ice lollies. Oh, ice lollies. Yeah. Well, in that instance, <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <laughs> well, maybe a bit of both. You know, bit of a nibbler. On... Um, I um, on the mood. Um, I'm a I'm a chomper. Yeah, I'm a chomper too. Yeah, for sweets think... as well. Or you... yeah, yeah, chomping all day long. That's always like you get more. You get more flavour if you if you suck it for over an extended period of time, like hours and hours. I'm like, no, you could do that and waste your waste your time, or you could chomp it now, get a massive explosion of flavour, and have it have it be done with. Have it all done. Get on with your life. Find, when you suck on a sweet, like the inside of your cheek goes all a bit weird, goes yeah. all a bit like I don't know, just don't feel right. And it also feels like you're not actually eating anything. What you're doing is you're drinking flavoured saliva. That is it. That's what you're doing. I mean, I do understand sometimes, like, I mean, there's been a couple of times when I've I've opted to to just suckle rather than chomp. Suckle. And it's um it's there is it does it is get very when you get to the middle, it's, there's lots of flavour. You kind of flavoured your mouth by that point, so everything tastes good. But no, nah, I can't be asked more that sucking. Get it chomped. I think I'm just too yeah, too impatient. Too impatient. Yeah. Just want want it. Well, want it now. I mean, if you if you like if you if that's what you think people who prefer to suck what get, get you sunday dinner and just suck on it hey <laughs> yeah yeah make what it last for days <laughs> what are you doing having a lovely <laughs> make it last for days oh makes you feel a bit sick oh but the flavor is so it? good yeah is I got it? A carrot. i got a carrot here <laughs> guess what i'm gonna do with it it's... <laughs> oh, it's sucking on that roast yeah. potato for weeks oh jesus it's just mush <laughs> Uh, it does make me feel a bit sick now I thought of it uh, yuck like sucking on crisps like little baby like babies do when they've got like I, I have to suck on a crisp it. sometimes because apparently I'm a loud chomper when it comes to crisps uh, okay. so I have to especially if like a, if um, someone's in bed and you're eating some crisps in bed <laughs> how loud are you chomping someone someone in bed the bed's rocking like fucking hell Luke's eating Doritos again. Is that, is someone put the bins out. <laughs> is someone put the bins out. Bins out. No, it's thunder and lightning. There we go. We've gone full circle. Podcast has gone full. I've just got full a large, circle. large chamber. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> well, showing off. <laughs> uh, there we go. Nice. All right, we need to nice. rate the film. Hmm. I might let you go first on this one. All right. Well, I'm going in way higher than a lot of people. Oh. I'm going to a B minus, and the reason I give it a B minus is not just because I give every film a B minus these days, but it's because <laughs> I'm I know that it's not a perfect film, and I know that it's it's got some aspects to it that are actually in, could be considered quite janky. But it really does just go for broke. It's like, let's just really <laughs> take this one little concept and go absolutely wild with it. Um, and, you know, any any film that kind of gets me in, in the field like that, like at the end with the mum and dad, it gets an extra point for me for that. So, yeah, B minus. Interesting. Definitely janky. I definitely have to agree with you on that. If yeah. I feel like I might go a little bit lower just because... Initially, when I came out of it, I was like, pretty naff. Wasn't particularly amazed. But 
yeah. upon giving it more thought and reading other reviews, I, I, I've come to appreciate it a lot more than perhaps I did when I left the cinema. But that a little being bit said, it's like, the right, right, <laughs> that is the right term, I think. Yeah, I think it's one of those films that I would definitely never watch again. It's one, of, you know, it's like an experience. You experience it once, uh, maybe like doing a bungee jump or <laughs> I might want to do a bungee jump again. It's like, whoa, what the world? Oh, my God. And then at the yeah. end, you're like, oh, bloody hell. I don't know <laughs> if I want to do that again. It was a bit bit of a bit of a ride. And I don't know if it was a good one. Um, but yeah, in terms of it doesn't for me, it doesn't stand anywhere near Shyamalan's best. Um, it's an interesting concept. Um, which I think gets some bits right, some bits a bit wrong. Um, and yeah, I think the way you described the ending, it definitely should have ended like that. I would have been a lot more satis- satisfied. And it's just that mystery as well, you know, that mystery that Shyamalan films have, that there's a higher power, there's something else happening beyond our control, whether it's like in Signs, it's, it's um, talking about coincidence. Yeah. Um, I like the thought of that and the fact that we get to, physically see everything that's been happening um i mean i guess one thing we didn't even say was that this beach is just a natural thing that was discovered that they've just started to use it's got some like minerals in the wall in the like rock and stuff isn't that right is that right yeah something like that yeah yeah but again something like that was quite a significant part of the film and i think it kind of went over my head a bit so um, but yeah, as we mentioned before, the bits about the dialogue and the script and that, it does make me feel a little bit like a bit, a bit seasick. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm, if we're talking about it in terms of a ride, I feel a bit seasick. I'm, I'm looking up and I'm enjoying the, I'm enjoying the sun and the sea and the sand. And I'm going, this is lovely, but I do feel a bit seasick, you know, and oh, someone yeah. else is, yeah. and someone else next to me is like being a bit loud. So it's not, I can't fully enjoy it. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. I know what you mean. What did I say? I don't think I said C. I think C. Middle middling. Yeah. Okay. That, that. That's probably the more reasonable score, I think. But I'm going to stick my B minus. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm on a B streak at the minute. So let's keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. That's good. Next week. Let's chuck something. Yeah, go on. We're going to be doing Werewolves Within. Yeah, I think Andy should be back for that. Yeah, like, I mean, I can't can't make any promises on his behalf, but he's promised me. No, <laughs> but... <sighs> yeah, that should be fun. That'll be interesting. Like a, you know, horror comedies aren't anything that we've covered all that much. I mean, we've covered a handful of them, but you know, there aren't yeah. many out there. So always, always good fun to do them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, so that's this for the day. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Uh, thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing. Join the uh, Horror Hangout Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. And yeah, thanks to the listeners and thanks to my co host, Ben, for being a right horror dude. Thank you very much, Luke. Pleasure as always. And when it's just the two of us, we still got it. We still got yeah. it. Yeah. Still got it. <laughs> we still cool. got it. Nice one. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.